taking body shots. This is with Amber, you know, nice girl, very sweet, pravi college student. And I'm just like, listen, I'm older than you. This is a little fucking weird. I don't, I don't even like to come out to bars. Um, she's like, body shots, body shots, you know, fills up her navel or whatever. I'm like, wow, this is, I feel like if nothing else, this is unsanitary, you know, taking navel shots, a little bit of schmegma up in there. You know what I mean? So I'm like, fine, we're committing to this then, you know what I mean? So I'm like, body shots. And I fill my foreskin with tequila. Everybody at the bar freaks the fuck out. People are just walking out. I'm like, that's fucked up. Wow, that sounds so unfortunate. Anyway, welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to the show, you guys. This is the XOP Odyssey podcast. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, it sounds like you had a great uh, week in between recording from that story you just told us. Yeah, it was pretty traumatic. All right. So, that aside, what are we here to talk about today? Well, before we jump into it, Bob, how you doing, bud? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, a week from now, I'm going to be in Vegas. I mean, that that alone, I, I think, let's see if it works this time. Kurt approves. That's what happens when you turn the volume on. Yeah. Uh, I've been interviewing for jobs. I've been... You seem better, buddy. Yeah. Beginning of the year, I think that we were both a little bit um, tightly, oh. tightly spun. Oh, listen, but the beginning of the year, I was just like, fuck this. Yeah, I think we were all tightly well, spun, fuck, man. Fuck you... 22 and fuck, just fuck everything, essentially. And But you seem great. Yeah, I made, I made a goal. 2023 was going to be different because I'm, I was going to make it different. Yeah, we was, talked about that here. I was going to will this year into submission. I was going to will things around me in my life into submission and i've pretty much done that yeah you did it you know you had a plan for a couple things laid out me and bobby are in huge transitional periods right now yeah i'm, I'm in it too I'm, I'm looking for a new place to live with good spirits i'm not like looking for a new place to live i'm looking for a new place you're to not live. hat in hand like yeah i'm not please I, sir i have some more place to get, store my things yeah please and you're getting it might be cold but yeah there's a lot going on and i'm stressed just like you Yep. But I'm very, very hopeful for the first time in a while. And I think that's kind of been our theme that we said we were going to carry this year. Hope is a great thing. It's not it just is. it's not just like an overarching theme of one of my favorite movies, The Shawshank Redemption. It's true. It's And it's alternative, The Shawshank Redemption, uh, the porno one. I've never seen that. Let me guess. Does that have a... Uh, they escape yeah. a different kind of hole in that movie. <laughs> Does that have Morgan Free? I can't even think of... Uh, <gasps> oh, that's... Yeah, wait. Yeah. No, uh, Tim Bobbins, Morgan Free... Free, free, oh, oh, free, free balling. There it is. Morgan Freeball. It shouldn't yeah. have taken us that long. Or teabag. Some, some, there's got to be a teabag in there somewhere. So you are doing good. I'm doing good. So let me throw it back to you. What is today's episode about? So a little backstory for everybody. I was out locally at a bar. I was introduced to some people I hadn't really spoken with before. Mutual friends. And in the conversation, we were talking about things about like being quote-unquote old old i'm putting that in quotes everyone that was in that conversation was in their 40s that's it uh people that's who we're speaking to some people were closer to 50 some people were closer to 40 just their late 30s yeah. but but anyway i found out that uh some of my friends also have cpap machines so <laughs> more we, people so, have them than we think so we literally were just like comparing notes do you have a full mask do you have the nasal pillows what do you got what do you got going on What's there your nighttime like yeah yeah anyway one of these guys brought up how he's almost 50 mm-hmm he has two children. I believe they're teenagers. And he, he brought up, when he was, like, younger and he looked at his parents, he always said, oh, well, they don't have the thoughts that I have. Yeah. And they're not, they're not going to have those kind of thoughts. 
that's going to change when I get their age. And now he's their age. And he's like, ah, I still have those thoughts. I just, I, I have better timing and social skills. So he was like, I mean, is this how all parents are? And then I, I went down a rabbit hole in my own mind. See, this is what happens if you do meet me in person, just so you guys all know. Uh, at some point, you will say something during the conversation, and it'll kind of trigger me to be inspired to create an episode, yeah, yeah. whether you know it or not. You don't get credits that way. Sorry, I do all the legwork. That's true. But, but anyway, I, I also have felt that way. Yeah. And one thing that, that comes to my mind is I remember being like a kindergartner and looking at first graders and like first graders look big yeah, and to then, me and all that. And I, oh, am I, is that what it's going to be like when I'm a first grader? And then you get there and you're like, mm. even when you get to high school looking at seniors, yeah. they feel physically different. Yes. And so I think that kind of, you know, an angle we're going on here is are we the youngest old people that have ever existed? We're yeah. speaking for our generation because here's the thing. Bob pitched this to me and he's like, yeah, I constantly think I'm in my 20s. And I don't mean that as like I mean that I I think I'm in my twenties. Like I'll yeah. read a meme and I'll be like, huh. I wanna I wanna be clear. I think what Rem because this is what I this is my takeaway from that. This is how I feel. I don't feel like I got that that twenty year old energy where it's like I could take on the world and all that. I just feel like I don't I don't I don't wake up with aches and pain. I don't wake up and I'm like, oh, I feel old. I don't I don't feel that. Yeah, and I think that big point here is when I was okay. Not speaking of our specific ages, we're in our 40s. Um, when I was looking at my father when he was my age, it was not this. Exactly, yeah. At all. Yeah. And so, you know, is there a level of, like, cause me, I still dress like a dipshit. Look at me. Like, I'm dressed like a dipshit because I enjoy the freedom of being able to dress like a dipshit yeah. and being able to express myself through clothing. But I thought, and people used to say to me when I dressed like a dipshit in my 20s, Oh, I can't wait to see you dressed like an adult. Fuck you guys. It's never happened. No, you guys are still waiting. Yeah, and it doesn't have... Uh. And, and that's my thing is it doesn't have to happen. And I think we're... Speaking of our specific zenial yeah, yeah. thing is I don't think we committed to the same mindsets of our parents because we don't look like our dads did. So the, the way I pitched it originally to you was that... My like, dad looked old and tired. Mm. We're like the Peter Pan generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't mean that as a bad, like we never want to grow up or Arrested Development, but we can talk about that. We can talk about Arrested Development, and we can also talk about the TV show, Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, but anyway, what, what we're going to talk about today is how it seems like, even though we're 40 years old now, it seems like as a society, like 40 is the new 25. Yeah, 40, I mean, 40 is the new 30, 30 is the new 20. And I don't want to discriminate against 50s and 60-year-olds because it applies to you to 50 and 60-year-olds, And we're getting too. there. Yeah, I think there's been a shift. There's been a sh And also, here's the thing. When my dad was my age, he was fucking 15 years away from retirement. Yeah. Okay? So I'm never going, unless I hit, like, the windfall or get a really good client that's like, you know what, Rem? Stop eating wheat bread for dinner. Then I'm never going to be in a place where I can retire. Yeah. So I think in that sense, too, I have to still think of myself in my 30s or else I'll bug the fuck out that I'm in a slave system. Yeah. And again, as we unpack this episode, I'll, I'll kind of go into it more uh, kind of my stance on on things. We're going to have some things. We're going to talk about some famous TV shows that depicted what a certain age was supposed to look like and how people that are that age don't look like that anymore. And how they're not represented yeah. anymore. But first, as always, we're going to play the opening track. 
Welcome to the podcast. You're going to have a good time. Maybe not, but you'll probably stay because we've got some kind of interesting things to say. Or maybe not. One is named Remy. This is Remy. The other, Bobby Rocks. Bobby Rocks here. Together, they take you on weekly journeys of life from the point of view of Xennials, or people born in the late 1970s to mid-1980s. Their aim is to give a voice to the voiceless. It's the Xennial Odyssey Podcast. Welcome to the Odyssey. Okay, Rem. Yes. Since we have structure, but we don't have full structure this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where do you want to? Jo- where do you want this journey to go first? I think an uh, interesting thing for us to kind of plunge first would be the "you're as old as you feel." I uh, wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, I think that um, because I think that has a lot to do with, like, even that. Like, I can still fuck. I can still fight. My point being is that I don't think we come across as defeated. As our parents did oh. by their 40s. Oh, My father yeah. looked like he was carrying the weight of the... And things weren't that bad, but he looked like he was carrying the weight of the world. You know what I mean? And it was such a different thing. And, like, a perfect example. Like, he'd come home and sleep on the couch all fucking night and then go back to... But, like, that was his whole life. And my friends don't do that. We nap now and then. When we were in our late 20s... Yeah. What was, like, the music like for us in our late 20s? Like, what was... What was music that you could hear? All right, I miss. I I, I don't want to. I'm I'm tying this into our parents though, because when our classic pa- rock, when our parents were in their late twenties, do you know what was like the top of the whatever AM radio and all that was like James Taylor? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was <laughs> to no me, re- the epitome of like I'm tired. Yeah, just like yeah, for real <laughs> and, though. You're and right. That's no disrespect to James Taylor. James Taylor writes great music, but I I once read somewhere when I was like I was just reading up on like rock and. I think Steve Huey, who writes for um, AllMusic.com, yeah, yeah, yeah. he he said James Taylor was the soundtrack to a to a to a generation post Vietnam. Okay, yeah, like worn the fuck soft out, soft folk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, worn the fuck out people. They needed something and calming. Our, and in our twenties, our music was aggressive, man, and yeah. like, it was angry and it was fueled by a sort of desperation. A yeah. class war too, to an extent, and big that, time. And uh, if that's an, that's an onion in and of itself, because our parents didn't have machines to rage against like it, we do. Not even that. I just mean like we to unpack why we had that rage. Yeah. It, to me, on one hand, this is this is where, especially, I feel like, as a micro generation, we are aligned with Gen X. We okay. were pissed off. Mm-hmm. We were pissed off about a lot of stuff, and now it was our platform to tell you how we were pissed off. Yeah, and when we were younger, leading up to this, we weren't allowed to talk about what exactly. we were Exactly. We, we were told we, to suppress. And that it didn't matter, and none of it had weight. So, so yeah, and, and angsty rebelliousness still carried over. Uh, this is going to be a shout-out. You, have you ever seen the reels for Sherry Diaz? I don't think so. Or uh, the TikToks? So she's, Maybe, but I don't know offhand. She's 50 years old yeah. and about a year and a half ago got really famous about making like reels and TikToks about being a Gen X. Oh, no shit. And she spends the 90 seconds breaking down things like, why did we raise, why were we helicopter parents and why, why did we raise our children to be emotional? Some people would say emotional ba- or bags of emotion because we were told to suppress our emotions and all that and not deal with things. Yeah, they love their yeah. children to start it's, feeling It's the shit. reaction. She, her point is, it's the reaction to that. Even that, like, sometimes I'll see, you know, one of my friend's kids, five or six years old, be, like, mad at his parents about something. And the parents would be like, 
I understand that you're mad about this, and that's mm-hmm. okay. My fucking parents never said shit like that. They were like, you're fucking throwing a tantrum in here. And you'll see that when the you kids- keep that up, I'll give you something to be mad about. Or, or are you going to cry? I'll give you something to cry about. And they let the kids work their anger out productively yeah. or play a video game or something. But it is. It, it's, it was suppression that kind of made way to a much more emotionally open. By the way, she's a, she's a great segue, Sherry Diaz. Because if you see her, I mean, she's, she says she's like 50, 51 years old. But she has like dyed purple hair. Yeah, it's cut real short. She's fucking tatted. I mean, she doesn't. She, if you were to look at her, you'd be like, "All right, that's not what people. That's not what society envisions a fifty-year-old to look like." And so, th- well, this will be an interesting um, segue. So that would be, she'd be a perfect member of the modern Golden Girls if there was. Oh a show. yeah, yeah. But let's that's talk. Very nice, very nice. Thank segue. you, man. I'm trying to work with this. You know. So one thing that Remy and I pitched when we were kind of going back. Well, and forth, Bob, I got to give you the. Cr- you made me. You made one point to me. You were, while we were talking about this, and you were like, "Did you know?" Dot dot dot. Yeah. And what you told me blew my, and I told my roommate, yeah. my roommate has, has Golden Girls t-shirts and shit like that. So some people may be like, what the fuck? You guys, you guys kind of seem like you're all over the place. Why the fuck are you going to talk about the Golden Girls? Here's why. Here's a the point. classic sitcom, The Golden Girls, for yes. people who may have no context. Yes. Thank you for being a friend. I, I would still rock that song like nobody's business. Thank you for being yeah. a friend. The point we're bringing that up is because let's think about that. If anyone doesn't know, the go- I hope everyone knows about the Golden Girls. Masterful. Four retired women's uh, one is a uh, two are divorcees i think one is a two are a widows Mm -hmm. and they live in in the greater miami florida area in retirement what snowbirds do what what do people do people go to florida to retire so it's it's four delightful yeah one's wicked horny one's just very like that's blanche right yeah blanche just wants to fuck and then um one's still naive the betty white character is still wide-eyed as as an old person representing representing what's supposed to be a stereotypical midwestern person too yep and then you have um b arthur who is just and uh the lady who played her mom i'm sorry i can't remember either estelle getty yeah thank you thank you estelle getty who are like two jewish women hardened from brooklyn and icons and acting yes and they are and they were icons especially b arthur and and so but what was crazy about them specifically all right so the reason we bring them up is because we're talking we're talking about we're a well-oiled machine we're talking about myopic so we brought up sherry diaz and how she's 50 years old and Mm -hmm. looks nothing like a 50 year old so i read an article because i I did some research and i came across this article that talked about how people don't look they don't look what we we deem as old anymore and it's not like a perception thing it's like a truth and we're leaving celebrities aside who have all this money to get plastic surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're talking yeah. on the We're real talking shit. regular, normal people naturally aging gracefully and beautifully. Anyway, in the article, they said that the Golden Girls were all in their mid-50s when that show started. Now, and think of your image of that show. Think of Estelle Getty. <laughs> and, like, you saw them as these almost immediately as 75-plus, almost. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, you saw them as end-of-life End of life people. And like, some of them were 10 years older than we are right now. And, and what I found through my research is that article was not entirely true because three of the four were in their 60s. Okay. B. Arthur, Betty White, and Estelle Getty. Okay. They were, they were all literally in their 60s. Here's the great thing about Estelle Getty. Estelle Getty played B. Arthur's mom, and she's a year younger than B. Arthur was. Think about that. Yeah. That's crazy. And Betty White was older than all of them. And she looked arguably next to Blanche. The they were the youngest. By the way, speaking of uh, Blanche, Rue McClellan. Rue McClanahan. Thank you. Thank you. I had, I had like two thirds of it. But anyway, she was 51. Crazy, she was 51 right? years old. You could kind of, when you look back though, she was the one that fucked and stuff, and you could yeah. kind of see it like, all right, all right. But the point is, look at that change. Yes. In 35 plus years of those are elderly people and we're young, mm-hmm. but we're right near them. You know what I mean? And I'll yep. be honest too. 
I will, I'm not going to drop my age here, but people never believe me. If I didn't have this beard, do you dye yours? No. I wouldn't look my age. And people have told me before and taken my ID and, and been like, shut And shout out to up. my wife. I would do it anyway, but shout out to my wife. My wife specifically said, please don't ever, like, just for a minute. Yeah, well, just I mean, let it go. And I'm like, I am going to let it go. You'll it's, look dope with the white. Yeah. The white's dope. Yeah, it's, it's so different. You know, dudes now in their 40s and 50s plunking down 250 per pair of Jordans that they love. Yes. Like, it's Skinny so, jeans. Dude, it doesn't talk about that. It's, <laughs> it's so different, though. The whole ideal of it has changed. And, and I do believe, you know, that we're not just two old guys being like, old is young now. No, I think there's been a change. I really, Okay, think about this. So right now, in the last Mission Impossible movie you watched... Tom Cruise is 10 years older than the Golden Girls were when that show started. Yeah, because he's like, isn't he? 65 plus now. Ooh, ooh, yeah, and he's still doing his own stunts. So tell me, but right there, tell me things haven't changed. Right there, yep. tell me things haven't yep. changed. Because he's going to be doing that shit till, till he dies. He's going to eventually, my thing about Cruise is you're going to keep doing these stunts till one fails. And I respect that. So let's uh, let's not stop let's not stop there with shows that depict old people. Yeah. Let's like look at I know it was before our time, but I I just mean look at All in the Family. Look at Archie and and his wife. Dude, Murder like, She Wrote. Like oh, so many shows where you you know what they kind of showed us what the elderly was supposed to be. Yeah. And I saw my grandmother. They showed us the way. They really did. Yeah. I, my and I looked at my grandmother. It was very Angela Lansbury, just mm-hmm. kind of a cool fat old lady who sat around and. Kind wrote of, murder mysteries and like solve murder murders in a small town. Actually, murdered people and then had us solve them. That's a, that's a that's a like a, on a si- complete sidetrack here. That is a, that is something that Remy and I talk about. That that secretly she was the one killing everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's, that's how you how you keep selling books. That's a good twist. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. If you told me right now that I was gonna retire in fifteen years, I wouldn't want to. Not because I want to work to death, because I want to stay doing things. I yeah. think that's very important. And I think another reason that one of our parents specifically, we're seeing how many of my friends' parents, one of them has memory issues now. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And it's because our parents' generation became sedimentary. Once they quit working, they stayed on a chair and watched television. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to be a generation that does that. No. And off the air, I already told Rem that I plan on working until I'm 70. Yeah, and he's got like a plan. I don't. I imagine I'm going to at least 75. For anyone who doesn't know, like I am currently on a leave from my job. And luckily I have this podcast. And and if you've seen the videos, I've helped out Steve Hayward, who's been on here. I mean, that's me filling my time because I just don't want to sit at home. Like, yeah. I don't, don't want to just sit at home and Bob's got nervous and, energy. And, we and all do, do. do that stuff. Yeah, I will definitely have that until I'm like 75 years old. But I'm not working the same way I did when I was 20. Yeah. Like my working has changed. It like, has to. Like, for example, look at all this shit. This shit really, realistically, like, I mean, besides the setting up and all that, it's really pretty easy. Yeah. But it's more stimulating my mind. That's going to be, I think, the thing that sets our generation apart. Yeah. And we like, do I, a lot of things that stimulate our that stimulate Like, our, Bob our said something funny on the ride. He's like, you know, I, can't, I didn't look at my dad at 45. And, and I'm like, yeah. And then, like, in, in his head, we cut to his dad's head. And he's like, oh, I want to go skateboarding. <laughs> our generation still boards. And we want to go skate. Like, there yeah. were days that we want to go riding. So I never saw that with my pops. I always bring him up, and I'd always love it if he'd come on the show, but... Your dead dad? He doesn't. I, I mean, hey, I could go get the box with his cremains in it. He could I be have, on the show. Hold on, I'll, I'll do a little... Um, but no, I'm talking about my brother, Tim. Yeah, no, Like, I, my brother, Tim, is the epitome awesome. of that. This is my dead dad. Ron, it's nice. It's always nice when you just take, take an appearance for him. Ron, sorry. No, no, thank you. Uh, but no, because my, my brother, he's 40, he's 43 years old. Oh, he doesn't look at, he bikes, he skateboards, yeah. he shoots movies. Yeah, like. he, he literally looks, he looks like he's probably 30. Yeah. If that, I mean, but on top of that, he, 
his state of mind, and I'm not going to say he acts, because I think that's a poor way to put it. His state of mind is, no, I'm still in my prime. I'm still young. I yeah. still know I can do these things, and I'm going to do them as long as I can. I, I think that's a big difference between our parents, too. They, start, they, they, they didn't do that. And I never heard my dad wrecking pussy in his 40s. Was he? No, I lived okay, with him. Well, okay. I would have heard it. Well, then you heard exactly what. But I'm like, Bob, we still like we still. Fu- I don't know. I think it's different. We still fuck. Like we're still on the front lines. But what do you think was a a, a kind of factor in that for guess, just our generation? What do you think it was? I think it was not wanting to become them. Well, this is again. This is what makes it very complex. I think part of it is that we did want to hold on to youth as long as we could. Mm-hmm. I I know for hell I st- I probably still have friends who enjoy watching who have children who enjoy watching cartoons because it allows them to watch cartoons. Hundred percent. That's and what SpongeBob was. That's not, and I think that's not a bad thing, by the way. Not at all. Especially when we were like in our formative years and those the, Rugrats, Doug, like those were like. But that's not the great example. Like, the other night I'm like watching fucking um I forget what show it was um just one of the multiple animated shows right now and I'm like. I still love animation. I didn't see my dad doing that, even as an artist. You know what I mean? But then if you get into our 20s, now we're talking about Adult Swim. Now we're talking about Boondocks. Yeah, oh my God, yeah, dude. You, know. you want to know what really helps, too? And I 100% believe this. Our generation's exploration of drug use. I think for the people that didn't kill, I think that it gave us a vibrancy. I don't know, because if you, he was just talking about Tim. And I'm telling you right now that if me, Bob, and Tim, dressed as we are right now, went out to like a club or a show tonight, we would not have like golden girls energy no one would look at us and even think we're in our 40s probably so it's really interesting you know what i mean and so it did happen to me last week at the cigar bar that i go to explain so i was out at a bar i go out with uh someone who also has been on the show Real. chris flynn yes good guy uh, i've been talking to him recently about some some money stuff great guy yeah he's helping out people financially off the air that's not me a plug for him that's just me saying what, he, what he's doing anyway somebody else who we used to work with met up with us so him and i closed basically closed the bar we were there a little later than i usually stay and this girl came up to us and just was asking if we had a cigarette, smoke cigarettes. By the way, in a cigar bar, you can smoke cigarettes. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's, that's kind of like that loophole stuff around no smoking inside. Yeah. You're kind of inside smoking a cigar. It's kind of yeah, assumed you can smoke a cigarette. Anyway, she asked us for a cigarette. We didn't have any. And then she just sat down with us and just started talking to us. And she was going through a rough time. I'm going to, I'll skip over some of the stuff she told us, but she was going through a rough time and it really struck me as just looking to connect with people, yeah, looking for validation, looking for the, all those things. And yeah, she was, a, she was a little intoxicated. And, and I let it pass when she said things like, I've been smoking since I was 19 and I'm just trying to quit. I'm 23. Oh, you're a baby. Yeah. And I'm like, you're oh. a little baby. But I was, I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah. Like, you're not undermining. You don't, you don't, you don't have the life experience. And that's why right. I let it go. It's not, that wouldn't be fair to me. But then she said she had someone close to her who had recently passed away and was just she asked us legitimately, does it get better as you get older? Wow. How'd you answer that, Bob? Um, well, my friend, because he's very blunt, was like, no. And then he laughed. And, and what I said was, unfortunately, you get used to it because as you get older, more people, you know, die. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's facts. Like, I do think it gets easier. It sounds yeah, fucked up. But it's, I, and I, I don't, slightly. It's not to me. It's not that it gets easier. It's just getting numb to it. You get used to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. better. That's better. Yeah. So, and then later on, she said that she wasn't quite 23 yet, which I... I chuckled in my head. Like, yeah, you know, but you maybe just that... told me you were like twenty-two, nine months. But stuff. she was just looking for the sage wisdom, the, the yeah. energy that you, that vibe you give out. The other thing, and I love the fact that uh, she asked us if we had girlfriends when I was drinking with this hand, and you could clearly see my wedding band every time I brought it. It's drink a very couple. like yeah. college kind of question. Yeah, you know, it's like who's now? You guys got girlfriends? I was like, uh, I have a wife. We're like, grown ass men. Yeah, I've got a girlfriend. It's called Hansel. 
I was going to say, is it Hansel? Is it um, Rimpunzel? Uh, I was going to say Rightpunzel or <laughs> right. something like that. But no, we were talking about, you You brought up, like, we can't just go in and have Golden Girls energy. And that's not one where we had Golden Girls energy because someone came no, to No, no, exactly. But I'm saying that but, we couldn't give that out if we tried no, to. No, You know? And it's just, you know, I think it's a testimony. I think the fact that we saw, because for me, I saw my dad just exhausted at that point. Worn the fuck out. Yeah, and I think that a lot of us took that as a thing like, okay, I don't want to do exactly how he did it. I don't want to get seven years of school and then stay in one area of work and lose my fucking mind. But I think we observed, from observing them, we decided we didn't want that standard and we followed through. You brought up a good point. You brought up a good point with something you just said about like what Jason Cox told us, like yeah. the mindset of you don't have to like your job. You don't have to like your family. You don't have to like your wife or all that. You just have to deal with it and like do it. Yeah. And we, we are gener- as generally, we're not like, no, it's like, no, no. no. Why make- am I going to make myself suck? I think that ages people Yeah. like that mindset of, I just have to deal with something that stresses me out and worries me yep. and causes me stress, anxiety and depression and all that, that's the kind of shit that will wear you the fuck out. No, and that's like one of the things where I was like, I can't do this anymore, you know? And I, and, and I looked into writing for a living and, you know, it was tough. It's tough to freelance. It's tough mm-hmm. as fuck. But even at its worst, is it better than what I felt? Yeah. Yeah, because that yep. shit would have made me age like my dad. Yep. For example, and I'll tell people this openly without giving you specifics, all the jobs that I'm looking at taking are, I would make less money than I make now because I could give a shit about what money I make if it's I'm doing something that's just causing me all that stress and yeah. anxiety. I mean, that's that's the point. If I could jump to one other thing, especially for us two, yeah. that I think keeps us young, is as a generation, we are having children later in life. Or not. Yeah, or not. I will be honest. Yeah, or not. I'm in the camp of like owning that I didn't want them, owning that I didn't have them. And some people who have them are like, well, fuck you. And it's like, no, I'm not saying fuck you for having them. Don't say fuck you for not. But I can love that I made the right choice for me. Yeah. I can love that. Everything I was telling you at the beginning, I'm moving, I'm doing all this shit. I wouldn't be able to do it if I was tied to an ex-wife, if I was tied to a child. I get a chance to reboot my life once again. So I love the fact. And my friends who haven't had them love the fact that they haven't had them. But my friends who've had them, their children are amazing. And yeah. they adore it. We've learned that, first of all, our parents' generation was have three kids or shut the fuck yep. up. We the learned nu- the that nuclear family is five people. We saw how it did or didn't work, and we evolved. Mm-hmm. I knew pretty early. I was like, "Oh, that's not for me. I'm annoying. I don't what, want one of me in my life." And what's interesting, and I know this is full self disclosure here, because yeah, I will be honest about myself. I I've looked at it like there was a point in my life where I was like, "Oh, you know, you do the whole magical thinking." Well, you know, society says by my late twenties I need to be a parent. I need to be yeah. all this. And then that came, and I did have those moments of, oh, my God, I'm not fitting into it. And then once I was in my 30s, I was like, okay, whatever. You know what I am doing? I'm going to other countries. Yes. I'm traveling around the country. I'm getting to meet people. I'm getting to have... So what, one thing my wife and Me I and Bob do can was, stop on the way home for food, and it's not going to affect his child. Yeah. One thing my wife and, and I do is we don't get ourselves things. We get ourselves experiences. That's awesome. And I now, now that is kind of a lie, because... I, for one of her birthdays, I got her a charm bracelet, and wherever we go, we get a charm that we can add to it. That's not but, a lie. but the charm is about the story behind the charm as much as it is anything yeah. else. Like, and so that's another thing: living young. 
Yes. How many couples yep. in their 40s were doing shit like that? I, I didn't see my friends. My parents divorced young, but I didn't see my friends' parents doing like excursions and having fun and staying young through that. And I think even this, shit like this will keep us young. And I was going to say, I mean, especially like for my wife. I mean, she's, she does so many things. She's amazing. She's an amazing human being. Like she's a she's a therapist. She's a personal trainer. She's a bodybuilder. She's yeah. all these things. Like that's kind of like that's like her child. Similarly, how this is like my child, right? Yeah. Right. No. Here. No. Exactly. Uh, and I think that's cool. Sometimes they come into conflict, but hey, we uh, that's, that's <laughs> we, we work every relationship. It. We work. Yeah. Yeah. It. She's a cool cracker, I man. Know. I've only got to hang out with her on on one occasion. It was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. She's yeah. great. I said that. I said that tongue in cheek, by the way. Yeah, like, I mean, I know, I know, of course. But I think that yeah, I think it's how we approach things. I think you know the fact that our generation's microdosing. I think all that yeah. shit is working to keep us healthier and younger and happier and aware of how we feel. That's the thing is our parents just calcified. And as more uh, research comes out, it shows that stuff like that actually repairs the brain. Yeah. So I think that we're and doing that. And like me and Bob are talking about doing spring, doing some really nice hikes that we have planned around the city. And I think all that shit, that, that's what's doing it. I believe that that's yeah. what's doing it. I, and I also think that we're just refusing to be old. And I think um, I th I think not not across the whole board, but I do believe that there were people like our parents' age that did try to practice mindfulness, but they were just they couldn't remove themselves from like the Western ideal of yeah, yeah, yeah. of mindfulness, the norms. L like yeah, like mm -hmm. like and let's even go back to like yeah, the Beatles hanging out with uh, the Dalai Lama, yeah, people like that. Like, but they were still doing it in a Western way. Yeah, and they were still like I mean I always loved the idea of like oh the Beatles went out to you know find a guru who's gonna like you know cleanse their soul but everything they fucking was doing they were doing on film yeah and it just sucks away a lot yeah. of the authenticity yeah because the reason rem brought up hiking is because i have actually gone on hikes and i've gone so far out into like the wilderness that you, you just hear the wind the wilderness and to me that is like getting centered that is getting still oh, yeah bro taking a seat out there too yeah just and looking at the sky the only sounds you're hearing are like the wind going through trees and birds and even sounds you wouldn't you're, you're hearing sounds yeah. that you wouldn't if you actually listen like the rustling and thousands of little yeah. insect legs like it, it's powerful stuff and I, and I gotta tell you guys for at that recharges my battery yeah and i know like my father was he was a walking contradiction of being in shape i mean he was a marathon runner who smoked cigarettes that was the <laughs> older generation though yeah and in all fairness he did it until he was like 42 years old and then he was just a runner yeah but yeah he would he would run at uh dw fields park in brockton now I said it's a park, but it's also in Brockton. Yeah, I know. It's you don't city. really want to run there. If it's you don't a, it's have a to. park that's in a city. Like, yeah. so, yeah, it's got some beautiful things. It's got some really cool things. But Brockton's not a nice city. Yeah, but you're always, I'm just saying, there's always like, car, and there's cars, there's, la there's one lane of traffic. But you're saying even the way he unwinded was wound up. Yeah, yeah. 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 My dad, in like, you know, toward the end in his 40s and 50s, what I did think was cool is he'd free dive catch lobsters and do shit like that so that was the one thing where i saw but it was almost like too little too late because sedimentary so free dive is like he's diving down deep but he has no oxygen yeah and he's okay. he's hand catching lobsters and, and wild things yeah it was it was it was he was very um i didn't realize how much he was like just the classic coolest guy 
Yeah, mm-hmm. just the fucking the seeming journalist and the artist and the guy. Yeah, he just. I mean, I was afraid to do that shit. I was like fucking nineteen. He's coming up with four giant lobsters, you know. But I get your I get your point, Rem. What you're what you're saying, like you're saying, if he did that kind of stuff earlier on, if in you were life, aware of it. Yeah. yeah, if he was doing that earlier on in life, then it might have could make a difference. Might have made a difference. Yeah, and I that's get, what I get they're that. saying is that like you know one of the big things about memory loss and all that is not talking to people, not being physical. So I think our generation scared as fuck. And for that reason, we're potentially eating a little better, living a little better, being perhaps more gentle with ourselves and others, yeah. too. I think it's an overarching kind of umbrella, say, health, like we're a very health-conscious generation. Yeah. I think that's fair. Like, And it goes because we're talking about mental health and we're talking about physical health and we're, we're talking about things like that. Well, just look at the first season, right? With my 30 fucking 40 ounces of coffee. <laughs> I'm, now I'm doing water. It's little, But it's little things like that when you're conscientious of it and like... Or I would drink fucking two coffees here and go home and drink two coffees. You got to be aware of what you're doing. You do. And and I brought up the the health angle because have you ever seen that? You seen that picture? It goes around every now and then on Facebook. It's of a of a young man. Okay. Right before he goes into World War One. Oh, and then and after, then, and then literally like eighteen months later, and he looks like he's like forty. That, he and, goes from eighteen to forty. And because we're talking about the emotional toll of of war at that point. And this is my way of also saying it for anyone who hasn't seen the remake of All All Quiet in the Western yeah, Front. That. Go, go, have you seen it? No, I haven't watched the. Ex- I mean, because I know it's going to be heavy. Yeah, and it and it is heavy, but it's like it's heavy in ways that like the 1930s version couldn't couldn't be. Couldn't be. Yeah, I've I've heard it's an yeah. awesome anti-war. Yeah, which piece. was All Quiet in the Western Front, the book, was. the book, yeah. and the novels. They were they're they're about anti-war. So c- kind of going off what you said though, you know, one thing I can say, and this I find this interesting because I thought it would age us was the tragedies we had were way more common than our parents. Mm-hmm. Like, I buried my best friend at 22. I buried one of my other best friends at 29. Um, you've, you, we've talked about it. You know, half your phone now is people you, that can't pick up. Yep. So I thought that, I, I was worried for a bit that that shit was going to age us. But no, because I think what those deaths even did is made us, again, get healthier and live better lives and not make the decisions that we saw people making to make the lives short. Well, you know, I, we always, it, and there's nothing wrong with this, but it's always going to come back to Pat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a, such a... I mean, uh, we lost Pat. I was 33 years old. So. Pat was the DJ that inspired this show. Yep. Pat's the reason I, t- I've t- I tell people this. Pat's the reason that I wanted to do this, because if he were still alive... He would be right here with us, and this would be a fucking amazing thing. It would be so much fun. Yeah, there'd be way more of an emphasis on music. Yeah. And uh, it wouldn't be exactly like this, but that's because he's not around. Yeah. And that it's kind of. You can't recreate what Pat was. Yeah, but Pat, Pat was the, is to me, is the ultimate embodiment of like people our age. Yeah. Young at heart, carefree. He he was very, he was responsible, but he he was picking and choosing. Yeah, he had a light heart, man. Yeah. He had that energy and. Little did we know he was giving other people the chance to laugh while he was struggling, which yes. makes it makes him even more beautiful. He was yes. a fucking pariah. But yeah, I agree. And I think seeing your friends fall, because he was healthy. He made the right choices and, and mm-hmm. happened. And I think that stuff too, you know, when Bob hit me up about this, I'm like, oh, dude, yes. You know, it wasn't even an issue. And I think maybe one of the reasons it's so good is because Pat is in the show. Pat's not the only one. I have other friends that I, I are no longer like like you said they're, they're not going to pick up if I answer the phone. Yeah, uh, I got too many of those numbers. They're bro. not going to pick up if I call. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But they were also people that were young at heart. Yeah, and some people. Yeah, my buddy who took his life was. You kidding me, bro? Some people, but some people, some people our own age would look at them and be like, "Oh, well, you need to grow up. You need to do all that. Why? 
Why? What are they doing that's harming them? Yeah, what never... are they doing that's harming somebody else? I th- okay. I'm so glad you brought that up. And I think that has more to do with it than we think. Mm-hmm. Our generation stopped telling. Think about how many times I'd do something stupid. My dad would be like, grow up. Your mom, grow up. You're not acting your age. We stopped saying that to each other. Yeah. And then we stopped growing up. Like, not in a yep. bad way, but we stopped being like, because there was this rush. Like, yep. do the things. Get stiff and collared and be depressed. Like You just hit what? the nail on the head, Rem. Yeah. Like, there's growing up, because I felt it too. With Growing up, there was a rush, a rush to get to the end. Mm-hmm. And at some point when we were in our teens or, like, early 20s, we said the fuck, fucking, the you. fuck. We said fuck that rush. Yeah. Like, stop and smell the roses. Yep. Enjoy life. There's no, there's no reason to fast forward to the end and li- have a life unfulfilling. Yeah. You know, unlike, and again, unlike, unlike the generation of our parents who never stopped to smell the roses. And didn't believe they could change it, so they yeah. just went with it. Yeah, no, that's it, you know? And I, and I think, no, good call, the way that all came together. But it was, it was like, no, I see you guys, and you're all miserable. And you don't even listen to music when you drive. Like, you're all fucked up. Oh, like, that's a that's a sore spot for me. You know I don't... Well, no, but we talk. But I mean, like, they would people were driving around miserable. Oh, silent. Two-hour two drives to work in the city. Yeah, there was just... There was a dread and a cloud. And I think that as much as we adore those people, I love, you know, rest in peace, Dad. My mom's still here. She's a fucking angel. Mm-hmm. But I've made the point. I'm like, Mom, do you, do you realize that you lived in hard mode? Every yeah. choice that could have been easy, you, you know? And I, I think that we're the first generation is like, you know what? We're living in normal mode for now. Like, it ain't easy, but we're not putting any fucking pressure on each other to suddenly be old or retired or like, Bob's never been like, Rem, stop wearing loud clothing because you're of an age. No one does that, you know? Of an age? I'm fucking 40 years old and I'm wearing a Macho Man Randy Savage nah, sweatshirt. Fucking, that was from the wrestling episode. It was. Yeah, get some mileage out of and, that. And just, just to show that I don't just wear, I didn't just buy it for a fucking yeah, episode. Yeah, at least two episodes. It's a part of my wardrobe with the sweatpants I'm wearing because I don't. Oh, yeah, fuck. you don't see under the table, yeah. bro. Under the table, I'm naked yeah, and fully engorged. Yeah. yeah, he's got his ball out jeans on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, and I, ref, I still refuse it. I refuse it. Yeah. I think I got carded for butts like a month ago. And it was. And you said thank you. Yeah, it was. Ju- it made me feel jubilant. And I was at a line in a store and there was this guy who was like, oh, he can go first. He's younger. And the guy was clearly younger than I actually am. What was he like? No, he was like, nice. He's like, he can go. He's younger. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I said that out loud. I was like, oh, bless your heart. I was like, I'm not, though. I'm fucking old as shit. But I do think there's a level of like, I, I don't want that. I want to have adventures. I want to go to escape rooms and do stupid shit and go for hikes. Oh, I did that uh, like two weeks ago. I want to do one, man. I did one that was based off of Casino Royale. Will you, will you Bob, on air, I'm going to ask you, will you and your wife take me an escape room for my birthday? On air, on air, you're gonna put me on the spot. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't really. I'll, I'll just say I'd love to do that. My birthday's in three weeks. I would love to do that. that would be I was fun. gonna say hopefully it's not next. Ne- well, next week I'm in Vegas. The week after that I'm going to the Dropkick Murphys. Oh, St. Patty's uh, Day. St. Patty's Day's Dropkick Murphys. Uh, yeah. That's the only way my friends know. That no, no, they do can it Get up. me to see the Dropkick Murphys at this point is if it's on St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, that's dope. But yeah, that's speaking to the young at heart. We're all people that are in our late 30s and early 40s. Even that, I'm like, let's go to an escape room. Like, and you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, even that, if my friends like want to go to dinner, I'm like, let's go do something dope. There's dope shit that costs the same All right, thing. but what are we going to do after dinner? We, what kind of dope shit are we going to do after the dinner? Escape room.
I think I have a perfect segment, by the way, to end this. Okay. And the subject. So we've said we're not talking about celebrities, mm-hmm. but I think we should bring up celebrities and how celebrities are using plastic surgery to yeah. remain that youthful look to mixed results. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can talk about Madonna. We and can, I wasn't going to say her name. We can talk about how she's become the Jigsaw. I wasn't going to say Jigsaw's name. And you know what, though? And a girl made a really good point to me recently, a friend of mine. And she's like, you know, it's easy to point out Madonna and laugh. And it is. She's like, imagine the pressure on her that makes her feel like she has to do that shit to her face. And, and I, I, But I know that's, that's an argument for a different day. No, I, well, I, I was going to say, I, I, I get it. And I, I, yes and no. But I also think that what, is she, what does she need to prove? And what is she like from yeah. a financial standpoint? What does Madonna mean? She's just fucking like Scrooge McDuck rich. And that's the difference is like we won't get, pl- no one I know would get plastic surgery. No. But that we don't need, it's like a different, like in mm. other words, what would you get done? You don't need it. We don't need it. But yeah, there's the fight against that with certain celebrities. And let's just be honest. They end up looking like monsters. Yes. Look at Simon Cowell right now. What the fuck happened to your face, boy? Mickey Rourke, what the fuck happened I, to your I, face, I, boy? For anybody who doesn't know what Mickey Rourke looked like in the age, like Rumblefish Mickey Rourke. Bro, he was like. He was the male sex symbol. He was Brando. He, he was, was the, Brando. He was Brando. Yeah. He was the sexiest man alive. He actually fucks the bitch in the movie Wild at Heart. They have yeah. real sex in that fucking movie. And then he just butchered it. Yep. He well, first he became a boxer, and then he got plastic. And then, I mean, then he was getting plastered. And then, which like, is why I think he was chosen as the wrestler. Well, oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. He looked beat up. And a great example too, Meg Ryan. I grew up being in love with Meg Ryan for most of my. She was childhood. girl next door. I walked by her, fucking um, TF Green in Providence four years ago with bodyguards, and she looked like the fucking Joker. Bro, I'm not. If you look up a picture right now, you'll be like, wow. Like she got mouth work done, and it's like this. It's fucking to the point where I, if you had, if I had ever been near Meg Ryan, I would have demanded an autograph or a photo. And she was horrifying, dude. And I couldn't even be like, "Hey, you're Meg Ryan." And I don't know people getting work done, you know. But we're also not in that scene. We're not influencers, and we're not whatever, you know. But I think there's something to be said for aging gracefully. Yes, for yep. real. Like, look at Sigourney Weaver, bro. I would fucking climb that mountain. She hasn't done a thing. And lit, I think Remy's saying literally because she's like six feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Angela Bassett, another one. Oh Angela my Bassett God. is the ageless wonder of beauty. Most people don't realize she was pushing 40 years old in Strange Days. And she was, and, and I don't even, I'm not. I love that movie. I'm not even saying it to objectify her because of how hot she was. I mean, like, she was jacked. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, the same woman who played Tina Turner. Uh huh. She played Mrs. Jackson in the Jackson TV movie. Dude, she was just like, in Wakanda Forever. Yes. Oh, my God, she owns the screen in that yes. film. Yes. But yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, and I and I think that we won't, we're not going to wither off into the night because we won't let ourselves. And and I'm I'm someone that's I'm okay with the, my physical appearance diminishing. Not that yeah, that's any, not that's anything great, but no, no, that's but I, what I mean yeah, is like yeah, 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 I'm okay with that because that's a natural process of life. Again, like the grays I have coming in on the bottom part of my beard, yeah. like whatever, whatever. Just a part of the process, baby. Yeah. I brace it. Embrace no, it. and I'm I've confident never, with it. I've never dyed the beard, you know. Never. It's it's my parents had white hair, both of them. I knew I was gonna get whites, you know. Oddly enough, my fucking mohawk, I'm not gonna take all this shit off, is still fucking baby brown, and I have no idea how. But but yeah, I just and I think that's the other thing. We leaned into it. We don't I wasn't like, oh my god, dying every strand. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think women with naturally gray hair are gorgeous. Yes. I think it's stunning. So yes. I just think there's been a lot of changes in society. I think we're more accepting. I think that there's you'll see now fashion is, you know, you see people in their 50s and 60s owning shit. Like, it used to not be that way. When I came up in the fucking 90s, you didn't see, like, 
that one lit motherfucker at the grocery store. You didn't. And, and I'll speak, for, I will speak openly for myself here. I mean, if people were to ask me what's talking, talking about like physical attraction. Yeah. What's, oh, what's going to like really make you go, hello, is like you just described, like a, a woman who is, is middle-aged, who's owning it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not at a point out where I'm like, that, you look, you look lovely. Well-dressed or something, yes. bro. That does it for me, man. Rock, that, rock, just keep, keep on doing what you're doing, queen. That's Fine. exactly it, you know? And they still exist. And I think that's the beauty of it is I think what you're seeing now is a lot of young girls doing, getting work done. Like, don't do that stuff. No. Getting their lip just, puffed and Just shit. be just, patient. Yeah, like, and I also like that look of puffer fish beauty is not attractive to most men. I'm sorry. It may get you print work and shit, but most people, it, it's almost appalling. It's hard to look at. But yeah, I think I think that we kind of rode that thing yeah. perfectly. Yeah, we've covered this all, you know, and I, you know, if we had the copyright to it, yeah, cue forever young. Yeah, right. Yeah, Q- I wanna be forever. Gotcha. And on that note, everybody, I guess we can end the episode with that. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys. Yes, take care, everybody. Stay young. Stay young.